the world is waiting for you And the power you possess In your satin tights Fighting for your rights And the old red, white and blue Awesome, awesome. But mom, you are a wonder, and everyone in this room is a wonder, and you possess power. Not a pretend power, not a comic book power, but a power that supplies everything that you need to be a wonder warrior woman, a wonder warrior child of God, come on. So we are starting a brand new series called Wonder on this great Mother's Day because we are quickly approaching Pentecost Sunday. And how many of you know you are in a Pentecostal church? Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. So will you stand with me all over this place for the reading of our scripture this morning? Hallelujah. We're going to have a good time. First of all, I want us to read from Psalms 139. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Psalms 139 or uh, view it on the screen here. But the Bible tells us, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. If there's a mom somewhere around you or next to you, why don't you just turn to them today and say, Mom, you're a wonder. You are wonderfully made. <laughs> yes, you are. I love you. Love all the moms in this place. Our second scripture I want to focus on today is 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. It says this, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. Does anybody bear witness with that? You know, any power that I have is from God and not from myself. I mean, why don't you slip up both of those hands this morning and let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for every mom and everyone who has come in this place today. Lord, my desire is that you would release your word to every heart, that when we will leave this place, we will leave knowing the power that we have in you by the Holy Spirit. We ask for fresh anointing to be upon us as we speak and hear your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you turn to somebody before you sit down and say, you're a wonder. You are a wonder. Amen. So Wonder Woman was my favorite show. I live to watch Wonder Woman. Diana, in the story of Wonder Woman, she was brought up as a warrior. If you, if you watch the show, you know supposedly she was blessed with powers from false gods that enabled her to be that fierce force that she was. It was her Amazonian training that was the key to her mindset and to her abilities. She always remained true to herself, and she never forgot what made her unique with the skills and the abilities that she possessed. Now, we know that this is all pretend. DC Comics and the DC Universe, men, it's just pretend, okay? I don't know if that's how it is in your house. If you have men in your house or boys in your house, I mean, they live 
for the superheroes. Every superhero movie, we're there. Come on. But she, she always remained true to her unique skills and abilities. And this is something that we must realize. We know that DC Comics is just pretend. It is just a comic book. But the power that we have is very real. Come on, somebody. And here's what the Bible says about you in these two scriptures. It says, the God who has wonderfully made you is the God who gives you power. Somebody say power. See, the wonder woman in you is by the power of the Holy Spirit. I am so glad that I serve a God, that he did not just place me on this earth and say, okay, you, you fend for yourself, you try to figure it out. But I serve a God who said, I will give you the power for every trial you face, for every problem you go through, for every issue, for every circumstance, for anything that you need, I will give you the power to go through it, to conquer it, and to win. Can somebody give God a shot? of praise for that but we look at Wonder Woman's story and she had so many superpowers that we loved in in this story the one that she really had that I loved the most was the lasso of truth you remember that she would swing that lasso and wrap it around. They would have to tell the truth. They'd have to expose every plan that they had been keeping secret. She had the lasso of truth, but we have something greater than the lasso of truth. We have the one called the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. John 16, 13 says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. The Holy Spirit gives us power. He's my inside connection. Come on, moms. You, you know how we work it. I always let my kids know, you better tell me the truth now because I will find out. And you know the language of us Pentecostal moms, the Holy Spirit will tell me. You know, we like to put that little fear of God into them. You know how we do it. That's Pentecostal moms. The Holy Spirit's going to tell me, so you better go ahead and tell me the truth. I'm going to find out. And you're a wonder in the eyes of your kids. They, they, they think you must have eyes in the back of your head. But it's because you are a wonder woman led by the Spirit of God, and he leads you into all truth. You know how it is. Your kids will come home, and you just see a look on their face. You see a certain action, and there's something that just starts bowling on the inside of you like, Hmm, it's time to go have a talk. There's something going on. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that he gives us to discern when things are going on that we need to be aware of. We are aware when the enemy starts working by the Spirit. It's the Wonder Woman in you. The Holy Spirit gives you supernatural insight to discern truth. So lean on him, Mom. Lean on him, Dad. He already knows what you're trying to figure out. Come on. So often we're so worried about everything trying to figure this out how's this gonna happen how's this gonna work the Holy Spirit already knows he already knows so lean on him you see Wonder Woman she would lasso her suspect and the truth would be brought to light unveiling the hidden plans of the criminals or the unlawful people that were in the story and those working those evil schemes and plans were not able to carry them out 
but they were arrested by the superpower of Wonder Woman. And I'm talking to moms today, but not just moms, to each and every one of us in this place to let you know that every evil scheme and plan that is devised by the enemy has no power over you and it has no power over your family because you have at your disposal the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Why don't somebody give God a five-second praise for the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Hallelujah. But like Wonder Woman, it won't do anything for us. It won't do anything for you if you don't use it. Wonder Woman lassoed her enemy. I don't ever remember watching that show one time where she waited around to see how far the enemy would go, how much he could get done before she would use that lasso of truth. I never watched the show where she sat back and said, let me just see how, how much of my world he can mess up before, before I deal with him. No, Wonder Woman stepped on the scene. She sent that lasso as soon as she saw him. You know, and, it, and it's so funny because I watch that show and I see her in whatever character she's in and it's like some guy will come walking by she somehow knows it's the enemy come on you know you just don't know how this happens but she just all of a sudden knows it's the enemy and there she goes spinning and turning into wonder woman it's really so cheesy y'all when we look at it today isn't it but Wonder Woman went after the enemy when she saw him. She gave him no place. She gave him no time. And we've got to fight, girls. We've got to fight for our family, moms. We've got to fight for our children, dads. We've got to use the lasso of truth if it's going to work. And Paul tells us in Ephesians 6 how we activate that spirit of truth, how we use it. He says we tighten it around us like a belt. Come on, somebody. It says in Ephesians 6, 614 stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth the belt of truth is the first part of the armor listed because without truth we are lost and the scheme of the devil will surely overpower us and for a soldier in Paul's day the belt was not like one we wear today but it was a thick heavy leather and metal band with a protective piece that hung down in front of the soldier it covered his stomach and his abdomen and it acted as a type of shield for the vital areas of his body and so whenever the Bible talks about the stomach or your belly in a spiritual sense it is talking about your inner self it is talking about your inner being it's talking about who you are it's talking about what you believe really deep down inside it's who you are it's what makes you tick it what makes you do what you do is it's what you feel deep down inside it's the way you live your life it's why you do what you do it's why you make the choices that you make it's why you raise your kids the way you do it's so it's why you do your business like you do it's who you are it's what you deep down believe and the enemy knows this. He knows we all live our lives based on what we believe. He knows this. And so that's why from as early as our childhood, he will work very hard to get us to believe his lies and not the truth of what God says. He will use every experience that you have, 
everything that you go through. He will use every word that you have heard to convince you of his lies. Because he knows this. He knows your beliefs will lead you to expectations that will shape your behavior. And your behaviors will lead you to repeated experiences that continue to confirm and reinforce your beliefs. Have you realized that in your life? For some experiences that you've had, even as far as your childhood, words that you have heard, that even throughout your life, you would, the enemy would bring that back around again. Why? Because he knows if he can keep you believing his lie, then he can hold on to your future. He can hold back your victory. He can hold back your peace. He can rob you of your destiny. Come on, somebody. But the superpower of truth is at your disposal. So we must put on the belt of truth, lay hold of it, and use it. You see, the belt in Paul's day, it also held the soldier's sword and other weapons. So the truth and the sword, we know it, they work hand in hand because the word of God is truth. In 2 Corinthians, it says this, our great power is from God and not from ourselves. There is a wonder woman in you when you use the power of God's truth. The Bible says his truth is sharper than a double-edged sword. Woo! I love that. I see a sword that's, that's sharp on both sides. That tells me it works two ways. The way I see it is it not only slices the enemy away from me, but then it cuts out of me every lie that I have believed whoo, and replaces it with the truth of what God wants me to believe. You see, the Bible said it's the power is from God and not from ourselves. It's not our words that has devil-defeating power, but it is the word of God. Is that alive and active and powerful word that the enemy has no victory against? His word will defeat the enemy. His word is like a lasso. Come on. But unless you use it, it's not going to do you any good. So I'm telling you this morning, take the lasso out. Come on, somebody. When the enemy comes in, lasso him with the word of truth. It will overcome every assault. It will overcome every lie. It will overcome every feeling that is not of God when you use the lasso of truth come on you gotta work it girl you gotta work it just like wonder woman she picked it up and she lassoed the truth and she overcame the enemy and mother and father and child of God in this place you are who God says you are quit believing any lie from the enemy and start believing God's truth use that superpower that you have been given to defeat the enemy and walk in victory but the truth is, if you don't know what God says about you, then you will believe what your feelings say, right? You'll believe what your experiences have taken you through or what your behavior is speaking about you. And listen, your identity statements in this place, they may very well reflect your feelings and experiences or the behaviors that you have went through. But what I have honestly discovered in my life is that the majority of the time, they are not the same as my feelings. They are not the same as my experiences or my behaviors. If I'm really being honest with you this morning, real often what I feel and who I am are two different things. 
Can I get a witness? What I feel when I get up in the morning and who God says about me sometimes is two different things. Come on. What I have experienced and who I am are two different things. But you are who God says you are, not what your feelings say and not what your experience declare. Come on, the enemy wants to keep you so focused there on your feelings rather than the truth because he knows you'll live out your life based on that self-perception of your identity. If you live in those feelings of, I'm abandoned, I'm a basket case, I'm a burden, I'm defeated, I'm a failure. Then the enemy has you stuck there. But when you put on the belt of truth, come on, and you pull out your sword and you go to war and you declare, I'm adopted, I'm sure, I'm a blessing, I'm victorious, I'm an overcomer. Come on, your identity is not found in your experiences, mom. Your identity is not found in the way you were raised. Your identity is not found in your career. It's not, for, it's not found whether you're married or single. It's not even found in the size of your jeans. Come on. Your identity is found in Jesus Christ and in what his word says about you. Somebody needs to rise up and lasso. Hallelujah. Lasso that enemy that's been lying to you and confess the truth. Hallelujah. Give God a shout of praise in this house. God's truth is so much greater than Satan's lie. It's your superpower. It's your superpower. I said, Pastor, I didn't even know I had a superpower. You got a superpower. And it's the word of truth. It's God's truth. Believing God's truth. You see, once you begin to believe God's truth, everything changes. Then your godly beliefs will lead to godly expectations that will shape your godly behavior and your godly behaviors will lead you to the exceeding abundantly above experiences that God has designed for you and that he will continue to confirm and reinforce to you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You are not your experiences. You are not some behavior that you engaged in. You are who God says you are. Wonder Woman had so many weapons, so many weapons. Another, another weapon she had was her weaponized tiara. Do you remember that? You remember the weaponized tiara? She was bad to the bone, wasn't she? It, it was a symbol of her royalty and her heritage. But keep in mind, she was a warrior princess, so her crown was also used as a weapon. You remember when she would take that crown off? She'd take it off and it could be used as a, as a throwing weapon that could do a lot of damage, but it also acted as a boomerang. Remember that? It would return back to her when she threw it. Don't forget, Mom, you're a queen, but you're also a warrior. Come on, let's celebrate all the queens in the house today. But the tiara was worn around her head. It was worn around her head and always reminded her who she was. And because she knew who she was, she was Wonder Woman. She had a will to fight. Woo! Think about it. You never saw Wonder Woman shrinking back or Diana shrinking back and uh, sitting there doubting, ooh, should I, should I go out there? Oh, no, I'm not feeling this today. You know, you never saw her like living by her feelings, but she always moved forward in her will to fight. That's one thing we see about her is she lived more in her will and less in her feelings. Woo, that's a word for us today. 
Come on, somebody. Wonder Woman had a tiara. We have the helmet of salvation. Because of the cross and the blood of Jesus, I will to believe that I have already won the fight. We face enemies sometimes. We face doubt or fear or inadequacy or anger or feelings that want to discourage us. But that's when you need to reach up, Mom, and just go ahead and straighten up your crown and remind yourself of whose you are, that you've been bought with a price. You are a child of God. Hallelujah. Don't live so much in your feelings, but in your will. You see, we have no direct control over our feelings. They're going to come at us. We're going to deal with feelings that we face. But you do have power over your will. You see, our wills are ours. God has given every one of us a free will to choose. God wants us to surrender them, of course, to his will. That's what he would desire. He doesn't hold us responsible for what we feel, but for what we will. See, we, we will encounter feelings of hurt. You know, we're going to get hurt in this life. We're going to get discouraged in this life. We might even deal with feelings of depression or inadequacy or whatever because we're not perfect yet. We haven't made it to heaven yet. But what your will chooses to do with those feelings, that's what God is looking for. And that's what we see. Wonder Woman, she had this tiara. We have the helmet of salvation to remind us of who we are, that we don't have to live by these feelings, but we can choose to believe what God's word says about us because of our salvation that he has given us. If a feeling of guilt comes against you, you rise up and you declare, no, I am a child of God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. I am forgiven and I refuse to live in any feelings of guilt. Come on, somebody. In his sight, we are not what we feel, but what we will. He's looking for us to choose to surrender our will to him and walk in what he says about us. I believe I have been made more than a conqueror. Come on, somebody. I will to believe that God is for me and he is not against me. I choose to believe, I will to believe that he will heal my body because of the stripes upon his back. Come on. Hallelujah. Wonder Woman had the lasso of truth, the weaponized tiara, and here by far is the coolest weapon of all, the indestructible bracelets. She was tough, wasn't she? That's really cheesy, you know. She like picks up an airplane, <laughs> lifts up a car. But here is Wonder Woman with these indestructible bracelets. They were one of her superpowers. If the enemy started shooting at her before she could get to him with the lasso of truth, she blocked his shots by holding up her arm. 
And Ephesians 6 tells us that we have the shield of faith by which we quench every fiery dart of the enemy. There is a wonder woman in you when you lift up your shield of faith. You know, the enemy comes against you and you're like, I may not have the exact scripture right now, devil, but one thing I got is I got faith in my Jesus and he's going to come through for me. I put all my trust in him. I declare that he's more than enough. He's great greater than this circumstance. He's bigger than this problem. He's greater than this rebellion going on around me. He is strong enough to deal with it in Jesus' name. See, the Bible says when you believe, anything is possible. In Mark 9, 23, the Bible says, what do you mean if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible for one who believes. In this story, Jesus was responding to a man who was needing deliverance for his son, and he had come to Jesus, and he asked him, he said, help us if you can. Help us if you can. And Jesus said, what do you mean if I can? Tell your neighbor, Jesus can. Jesus can. Come on. I don't care what it looks like right now. Jesus can. Tell your other neighbor, because they're going through something right now. Tell them Jesus can. I don't care what it looks like right now. Jesus can. I'm speaking faith to you this morning. Jesus can. He's bigger than this issue. Jesus can. There's nothing too hard for God. Jesus can. I don't care what the doctor has said. Jesus can. I don't care what it looks like right now in your house. Jesus can can. I don't care what the report has been. Jesus can. Jesus said, what do you mean if I can? Jesus can. Hallelujah. Wonder Woman was always aware of her weapons and her assignment to conquer the enemy. And she used them to win. She didn't let the enemy win. She didn't give him any room to win. She did not give him any time to win. She knew the weapons that she carried. She knew the power that she possessed, and she did not let the enemy win. What I'm saying to you today is let's don't let the enemy win. Let's don't let the enemy win. We have been given power from on high. We have been given the word of truth. We have been given the Holy Spirit. Let's don't let the enemy win. Come on, somebody. Let's don't let him win with those lies. Let's don't let him win in our homes. Let's don't let him win in our children. In the name of Jesus, let's fight back. Come on. Let's don't sit back and let him have his way. Let's don't let the devil win. Hallelujah. We got to fight for our families and fight for our children. In Jesus' name, believe that you have a superpower in the word of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that your faith overcomes the world. So believing is your superpower. Believing is your power to overcome the enemy. He cannot fight against you when you use that superpower. He cannot win. That shield of faith, the Bible says, quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked. I like to read things in many translations sometimes when I'm reading a scripture. And one translation said, it extinguishes all the flaming arrows of the evil one. 
One says it stops the fiery arrows of the devil. One says it extinguishes all the flaming missiles. Come on. One translation even says all of the blazing bolts. It doesn't matter how they come. It doesn't matter what's been thrown against you. Let's don't let the devil win when we have the shield of faith that the Bible said will quench. Come on every fiery dart of the enemy. There is a wonder woman in you and you lift up your shield of faith according to the word of God. Do you believe what the word says? Do you believe that the word is truth? Do you believe that it says if you will lift up your faith that it will quench every fiery dart of the enemy? Then let's don't let the devil win this time. Let's don't let him win with your son. do it glory to God Woo. there is a wonder woman in you you didn't even know it till you came to church today hallelujah Woo. confront the enemy on his lies with the truth having made up your mind and your will to believe use your indestructible weapons of faith hallelujah Wonder Woman's superpower, she also had resistance to being, um, not being taken by an illusion or by being taken by another power. You remember that? She, she could never be deceived in that way. And the Holy Spirit will guard us and keep you from every scheme and distraction. He will keep you on track. Hallelujah. Now, I read something about Wonder Woman's shoes. She had these shoes that gave her super fast speed my lord moms what could we get done in a day if we had them shoes come on think about what we could get done how we could run and fly and make things happen Woo! the wonder woman had these shoes that caused her to have super fast speed and the wonder woman in you is the woman who puts on the shoes of peace the shoes of peace, the power of the Holy Spirit gives us peace. Man, I just feel it when I say that word, that it's something that we need. You feel that? Peace. Man, we need peace. We need to walk in peace. And Paul instructed the New Testament believers to wear shoes of peace. Now listen, I have worn bad shoes enough to tell you the truth about shoes. Come on. It's funny, but some of these uh, women uh, camera workers back here, I'm going to tell on them. They were like, Pastor John, I was zooming in on your shoes when you walked up there on the stage Sunday. <laughs> yeah, they are. We have some fashionistas in this house today. Any admit to it? But I can tell you the truth about shoes. When your feet hurt, everything hurts. You know what I'm talking about. Every step is painful. You can't enjoy the moment and you can't think about anything else but the pain. You just wanna sit down and take them off. Come on. He's <laughs> like, give me some flats. Give me some Adidas. Give me something. 
and I have been known to do that. There is no pain. There is no peace in uncomfortable shoes. Can I get a witness? So walk in peace. You see, in life, the enemy will attack our peace because he knows if he can rob us of our peace, then we will cease to make progress and we will be unfit to fight. And listen, God never intended for us to live a life under excessive stress and pressure. That is not the will of God concerning you. And honestly, I am learning this myself. I am putting this into practice myself. And this is a word that we all need to hear, is that God does not intend for his people to live under stress and live under pressure, but he wants us to enjoy the life and the rest of God. And he wants us to live in peace. You see, the, the, the soldiers in Paul's day wore shoes that were light and flexible and resilient. And the truth is, you experience the most peace when you learn to live your life in a light and flexible and resilient fashion. Say this, say, live lightly. Mom, you say it, live lightly. Yes, live your life without heaviness. Live your life out from under the pressure that you've been putting on you. Nobody's even expecting it, but you're putting it on yourself. I'm telling you today to stop it. To stop it and to live your life out from under that kind of pressure. Don't compare yourself to others and heap pressure on yourself. Take the pressure off. God created you to be you. Be you, do you, and be happy with you. Love you. Come on. Be your biggest fan. Be your biggest fan just like you are, just like God made you, and take the pressure off in Jesus' name. And we've got to live lightly. Live your life without heaviness. Don't get weighed down by the cares of this world. Jesus said, come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. That scripture sounds like God wrote that for us today, didn't it? He wrote that for 2018. Don't carry what you can't carry with ease. You know, the Bible says, cast our care. Too often we're weighed down because we're carrying what we should be casting. Now, he didn't say, cast your responsibility. We all have responsibility, and actually the responsibility we have is a blessing. Our homes are a blessing. Our children are a blessing. Our families are a blessing. The job he's given us is a blessing. But what he said is cast your care. Are you anxious about your house? Are you anxious about your family? Are you anxious about your child? Are you anxious about your job? He's saying, cast your care, cast your anxieties upon me because I care for you. That's where he desires for us to live, living out the responsibilities and the blessings he has given us, but doing it totally trusting in him for the power is from God and not for ourselves. Come on, not from ourselves. You see, a Roman soldier didn't wear wooden clogs. He wore shoes that were light. So don't get bogged down, don't get clogged down, but live a life 
that is free from the weight of this world that would hinder you from walking in the peace of God. We have a saying that my husband started saying that, we're, that we remind ourselves of, do it with ease or don't do it at all. Do it with ease or don't do it at all. We should only do what we can do peacefully. And when peace leaves, we need to reroute and do whatever is necessary to get it back. So in other words, if you find yourself being anxious, mom, you find yourself worrying, dad, if you find yourself carrying stress and peace leaving, then in that moment is when you stop and say, no, I'm casting my care. I'm trusting the Lord. He's going to bring me through. He's going to bring me out. He's going to enable me. He's going to strengthen me. He's going to give me everything I need. That's how God desires for us to live. Give God a praise that he is a God that cares for us like that. Amen. Say this, say live flexibly. A soldier's shoes were flexible. This is critical for the Wonder Woman in you. Because in your home, if you are rigid and unbending and totally unyielding, it creates an atmosphere that is devoid of true peace. But when we are flexible, we spend a lot less time aggravated and uptight. Now, one thing I have found, the, the antidote for being uptight is to be thankful, is to be grateful. Is, is to just begin to thank God for what he's blessed me with rather than focus on the problem that I'm facing. Hey, and I am having to live this right now in my house because I'm somebody who likes my house to be put together. I like for it to be clean and organized. I am a less is more person. I don't want a bunch of stuff sitting around. And right now, y'all, my house is tore up. It is tore up. It is dust everywhere, walls down, floors up. We have our bedroom and our kitchen. Help me, Lord. I'm grateful. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> At least my house wasn't blown down. Come on. It may be tore up, but at least it wasn't blown down, and it's going to look really beautiful when this process is over. Thank you, Irma. Hallelujah. But you know, we got to remember to be thankful because God has blessed us with so many things. So when times come, we have this default feeling. So whenever pressure comes, we have this default feeling of gratitude that we immediately go to. When we start to get aggravated uptight, we go immediately to this default feeling. Lord, I'm thankful. Lord, I'm grateful. I bless you, Lord. I give you praise. Lord, you, you can find something to thank him for. I thank you, Lord, that my house is at least it's still standing today, and it's, it's going to look good. Lord, I thank you for my husband. He took me to New York this week, my favorite place. Yes, he did. He was good to me. Thank you, Lord, for my children. Well, we got something to be thankful for. They serve you, God. Thank you, Lord, for the air conditioner. Thank you, Lord. I'm, at least I'm cool. You know, I mean, you can find something to give a thankful for, be thankful for when you go through difficult times. I declare today that your outcome is going to be greater than your go through in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So we thank Him for the outcome. Now say this say, live resiliently. Live resi the word resilient means to bounce back into shape after being bent, stretched, or compressed. One of the main keys to living in the peace of God is learning to be resilient. A soldier's shoes maintain their integrity even when the pressure was on. And there is a lot of peace that can be derived from being resilient. When you're resilient, 
You bounce back from adversity. You bounce back from tough times, from hurtful situations. How do we do that? One way we do it is we forgive easily. We forgive quickly. We refuse to allow any bitterness or anger to bend us out of shape. God's been too good for you, to you than that. Come on. That's what we say, but God, you've been too good to us to hold anything against anybody. So we just release them into your hands. Come on. Hallelujah. Now, the last thing I want to show you today about Wonder Woman, the last superpower, which is so incredible, is that Wonder Woman could thunderclap. Wonder Woman could thunderclap. Have you ever seen the thunderclap? The thunderclap was able to knock out a whole gang of crooks right in front of her, but the effects and the energy would go into a sphere and could even break glass and even partially deafen people. Hallelujah. Don't you wish you could do that, Mom? Kapow. The kids are screaming. No, I'm just kidding. No, not really, right? But Psalms 139, 14 says this. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Mom, I'm reminding you today that your clap, your praise is a weapon. And I know we sing it and I know we've heard it. But until every panic we turn into praise and every worry we turn into worship, we got to be reminded of it because the enemy wants to make you forget, but your praise is a weapon against the enemy. Hallelujah. You see in that scripture there, when David said, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, it's the word yada, which does mean praise, but it comes from the root word yah that actually refers to the hand, strength, and power. So this kind of praise literally uses the hand to give God praise. Our hands, to me, we hold things, don't we? We carry things with our hands. And so as I read this scripture, and I read David saying, I yada you, I yada you because I am. He was giving up praise because he knew who he was. I yada you because I am a child of God. I know I'm covered. I know I'm protected. I know I have been supplied everything I need. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread. I praise you because I am. Hallelujah. And then he said, and I praise you because your works are wonderful. I know that full well so Lord I lift my hand and I praise you because I know who I am and I know your works are wonderful I know that everything I go through you're gonna work it together for my good so I have nothing to dread and I have nothing to fear so I lift my hand he speaks talks about it, stretching the hand out and pointing the hand in other words releasing all that stuff you would hold all that stuff you would try to carry but you have you give it over to the Lord and you say, Father, I praise you. It's your weapon. It's your superpower to walking in the peace of God and to walking in the power against the enemy's schemes against your life. It's to say, Lord, I praise you. Hallelujah. I praise you for this great power is from you. It's not from myself. So I turn everything over to you. I 
trust you. Hallelujah. You see, in Wonder Woman's world, only the strongest of the superheroes had the ability to clap. Not all of them could. But in the kingdom, it's the opposite. Our strength doesn't release the clap. Our clap releases the strength. <laughs> Our clap releases the superpower. Come on. He releases the power against the enemy because your praise, your praise brings his presence, which brings his strength, which brings his power into your situation. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. God says you do your part and I'll do my part. See, you can't do God's part and he won't do your part. He says, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout for you have the triumph. You do your part, he'll do your, his part. Lord, I bring you my clap, you release the thunder. Huh. Hallelujah. Somebody lift up a thunder clap right now against the enemy. Yes. There's power going forth in your heart. Ah. Hallelujah. You didn't even know you were a superhero this morning. Glory to God. Now Wonder Woman fought with ease. She fought with ease. How? Because she relied on her superpowers to do the fighting for her. She didn't chase down the enemy as Linda Carter. She didn't run out there in her business suit with her hair back in a bun and her big glasses on. No, she only went after the enemy with the power that she had she possessed uh, that could defeat the enemy. So often we're trying to chase down the enemy in our own strength. We're trying to conquer him in our own strength. But this word says the power of God, the power is from God and not from ourselves. So when the enemy comes in, baby, just spin. Woo! Just spin and remind yourself who you are, the heritage you have, the, the tiara and loved and appreciated 
Hallelujah. Be proud of the progress you've made in your walk with God. Like I said, sometimes we look at what we're not, but look at where you've come from and give God praise for all that he's done. And you have a power in you to conquer and win. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will everyone stand in this place this morning as we get ready to close? And if you will, just bow your heads and close your eyes today. I just want to just make sure if there's any visiting today, there was someone that might be here this morning. You say, Pastor John, man, I've been trying to live this life in my own strength, and I am failing miserably, and I need that kind of power. I need to surrender my will to his will. Is there anybody in this place today? You say, Pastor John, will you pray for me? Will you pray for me? Raise that hand up so I can pray with you this morning. Hallelujah. I see that. I see that. For these that raised their hand this morning, can we all put our hand over our heart and just pray this prayer together? Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for salvation. Today I need it. And I thank you for giving it to me. I surrender my will to your will. And I choose you. I choose to live for you. Forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me. Make me new. I want to walk in your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Slip up your hands and say, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Come on, say that. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Say that again. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Say it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. This is how I fight. This is how I fight my battle. Come on, thunderclap right now. Come on, lift your hands before the Lord. Come on. This is how I. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I.
altar of the house. Man, I know I'm a wonder. I wonder where my keys are. I wonder, come on. I wonder all the time, but how many of you know we are a wonder in the Lord in Jesus' name? Listen, I just wanted to come up and tell you next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. We are a spirit-filled house. Anybody glad to be in a Holy Ghost-filled house? Next Sunday, we're gonna pray for people. I'm gonna preach and teach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we will have literally hundreds here and hundreds across our campuses that will be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm excited. Listen, one more time. She did so good, I almost want to receive her an offering. Come on, somebody. Give Pastor Donna. God bless you. That was an awesome word. Reach over and touch your neighbor on the shoulder. Pastor Josh is going to come and close us in prayer. I'm going to stop by in the back along with Pastor Dawn, and we want to meet everyone that we haven't talked to in a long time or you're new to our church. We want to meet you because we are family here, and we love you. And to the moms, the queens, the all that, we love you, Mom. We celebrate you. Today, calories do not count in the name of Jesus. They don't count for you, and, and because I... Am connected to dawn they do not count for me either glory be to God I receive it Hallelujah. there is pro yes there is protection and connection come on somebody Hallelujah. Wow. John's feeling it isn't he yes, I am. <laughs> all right hold that neighbor's shoulder tell him what's up and close us in prayer son <laughs> well I got so excited about the food in Jesus' name. Just reminding you about Growth Track. If you've never been a part of Growth Track, you can do so by signing up for next month on the website, on the app, small groups as well. Make sure you get connected. Those are the two greatest parts of our culture here at Calvary. If you want to find out more information about Southeastern, you can do so in the foyer just to your left. How many just had a great day in the house of the Lord today? I tell you, I feel refreshed and encouraged, and I wasn't even a mama. Come on, somebody. But God is so good. Let me pray over you. Next week's going to be a big week. Don't miss it. Father, we love you so much. We celebrate the moms. Lord, we thank you for each and every mom in this room. Bless us as we go. Keep us. And God, I pray, bless every mama exceedingly abundantly. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, shout amen. God bless you. We love you so much. And we will see you next week here at Calvary Christian Center. Yeah.